this this brings me to my first question. How do you how are you so savvy already at such a, a young age? I don't I don't think I'm very savvy. You're astute. I, I don't know about that. I think um, I I don't know. I mean, the uh, maybe the, the difference is growing up with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Astute. That's a big word. Yeah. Astute. Yeah, I, I I do think about how like uh, how much respect I have for like you know generations before me. I guess doing like Tascam audio four track recording yeah. and stuff like that, and then like just having like when I started making music, right? I was ar- I already had YouTube tutorials to show me everything right. I did in these really yeah. expansive programs. Yeah, but um, and you got like super good at it too. Like well, th- thank you. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. super. It's it's competitive as as anything. You know? Yeah, and and so it's a. I feel like a required, required reading is YouTube videos. It's like summer reading. Yeah, you know that's inspiring me because I like just uh, you know, like just for the folks. I I've been working with. Uh, do I just refer to you as Grandma, or can I also use your first name? You or? can you can use my full name. You can, can use, use my middle Liam. name. I can say Liam as well. Yeah, Grandma. Everybody, this is Grandma. He just released his first single. Came out yesterday, but this podcast will come out, of course, a, a week and five uh, yeah. minutes from now, or at least you know. <laughs> Two weeks. From but anyway, he just released his first single. It's a very exciting time to yes. be Grandma right now. Absolutely. No, it's uh, it's been it's been super great so far. Uh, Joseph and I have been writing for a long time. Yeah. Um, well, for about a year. But yeah, we're, we're getting into it. We're it's getting into a year, but it's been upwards of I think what thirty. I I was trying to count before I got here. How I, many songs? Yeah, I I think it's thirty. Man, it's been honestly. This is gonna sound like I'm blowing smoke, but it has been a true joy of my life this year working with this guy. I'm just, you know, that's f- not smoke. The craziest part is some of them are okay. Some of the songs so, are actually... Some, no, some of them are damn good. And I gotta say, too, the ones he writes without me are damn good, too. That first single is killer, Shallow Water. Well, thank you, but... Fucking um, love it, mate. I don't know, I mean, I get, I get um, most excited about um, about the ones we write, I think, because... Uh, well, it, it's so well. First of all, it's easy, and it just yeah. it, 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 it make he, you make it feel effortless, at least. And I think, right, you know, not uh, not to do too much of like a circle jerk here or anything, <laughs> but like we're very, it's very like it's, that we're just tooting our horns here. But, uh, right. <laughs> no, it's been it's been very very cool. I mean, I just yeah. think uh, it, the uh, you know finding the the words in the alphabet soup and, and having yeah. everything come to us is. Pretty fun. It just you know a lot of a lot of bouncing. Well, well, it's complimentary, and and here's what I'm about to say too about the production thing is that and this is gonna, again it's going to get into a circle jerk thing, but this dude is so good at producing and in the laptop, and I mean I've been making records for twenty something a million years, you know, and it's like but watching him fly around with the laptop and but it's not even just facility with a laptop it's like also just really smart minimalism not overstuffing things and it's uh and just able to make great beats and it's like i'm not even really motivated to participate necessarily on that level but like i love to when he sort of like he he sort of runs the show when you're working with him and it's great it's just like it's a it's a wonderful it's fun but it is inspiring me like like I want to get good at Ableton the way you're good at Logic, you know. Like that, I want to get good at Ableton the way I'm good at Logic too. I, yeah, I, I, that that program is so cool. You and think it's better than uh, Logic? I don't know if it's better, but I, the friends of mine that are really good with it are mm-hmm. like, I'm jealous of, of the yeah. stuff they're able to create with that program. Oh, really? 
Yeah, for sure. Different than Logic. Okay, that's interesting. I remember like we we did some sessions out in L.A. too, where there was like three different producers all with laptops up, and uh, you know, and we had some guy with Fruity Loops over here, and then shout an out a- Ghost Rage. Shout out Ghost Rage. You know, we got to throw some <laughs> <Yeah>. shout out. <laughs> shout out Ghost Rage. Yeah, he's got Fruity Loops, right? Yeah, he uses FL and just makes the crushingest beats with it. Like it's insane. It's just like you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, it's um. Yeah. That sounds like a breakfast cereal. What Fruity Loops? Fruity Loops. Loops? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a it's a program. It's like a yeah. It's one, there's like it's Logic, one. Pro Tools, Ableton. But it is one letter away from a very popular breakfast cereal. Yeah. You <laughs> 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 we were like, these guys got Fruity Loops. I was yeah. like, oh, you guys were having breakfast. They cereal. really didn't. They really didn't try. I mean, they uh, with, with as far as as far as naming that or yeah, detaching fruit. it from, from General Mills. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Frosty Flakes. But yeah. what's funny though is like. Ghost Rage will make the meanest beats with a program called Fruity Loops. Like it's yeah. like it, on his it's hard. on his Windows Dell. On a, on, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. it with it, like an anime screensaver. You know, it's the funny. Oh, it, yeah, it's, and the same like the same mouse he's had forever or something because yeah. it's like he's nostalgic about it. He doesn't want to yeah. get an updated thing, which is really. Yeah interesting and then liam but breaks out his laptop which is modern and mac and kick-ass anyway yeah but it's logic and then there's that other what was that other guy who had ableton up that one session um that helped with the no doors transition cure yeah cure. aka shout chris out, shout uh, out to cure the the uh, the philanthropist when, uh when you guys do all that yeah with the laptop stuff, do you have to be in the studio, or you could be at somebody's like backyard? Doing no, we the could exact be. Same a thing? lot of times, we were at Donny Graves. We wrote most of the songs at Donny Graves' house. Shout out Donny Graves. But I was gonna say though, it was like what what's been cool about working with Liam is just like all of a sudden coming into those more those sort of more modern music making realms and just seeing how it's going down as opposed to the way. I sort of came up through, which was the much more sort of traditional. A lot of external route. hard drives, a lot of yeah, and just multiple <laughs> like, laptops. Yeah, and people like, it's fun. Yeah, like uh, I just had the chance to do this writing uh, camp for this rapper named Kyle, and it was basically they just rented out this like uh, villa, like four story mansion in Beverly Hills, and um, you know, with f- little effort, had basically four pretty. F- you know fully functioning studios to record out of and it it really doesn't take much you know except you know right. pair of studio monitors usb yeah. interface your laptop and you're kind of in your yeah. microphone you're ready to go and just making sick sounding records too it's just like it's almost like i don't know like even you know like the tracks you come up with and and mix and produce on the spot sound like done records like you don't i mean it's cool to get them mixed externally too and but the days of just like needing to overthink these things, I guess, or if you, I don't know. But you're, ta- you're. I think you're very, very talented at it. So I think that's also what's happening. Well, there is a there is a sheen that kind of comes with you know working more electronically and working um, in in the kind of world of of you know like, I guess yeah. You know, like a lot of rappers and whatnot. There's there's just something very like sheen to only using VSTs or only using like uh since built into the program and, and um you know tracking with just vocals that are totally compressed and totally slammed yeah but uh yeah it's it's super um it's it's a super polished era i think yeah it's um and and you know ultra competitive and everybody's fighting for their own space but it's the most exciting time for music in my opinion too god i agree 
I really agree. I love that attitude of like I've never heard you talk about it like that, which is cool, like ultra competitive and like. But uh, oh, there's, there's something like fourteen thousand songs uploaded to Spotify. Day. Don't don't fact check me on that, but it's like right. It, Sounds right. Yeah, it's something yeah. like that. It's true. I mean, how yeah. do you com- how do you how, how do you rise up? How do you rise about that with your ten song EP or whatever it right. is? It's just like it's real. I mean, it's ultra discouraging in some ways, but in, the, in other ways, it's like you know the the cream or the crop or whatever right, rises, rises to the top. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what they say. That's what they say. That's what my that's, dad told me. Yeah. Or God told me in a dream. Yeah. So, and your dad is James Hall, who's a rock and roll legend amongst those who know. My dad is James Hall. Also, is yeah. uh, he's, he's you know also my father more more than rock and roll legend in, yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. Um so that's always been a uh a, a interesting dichotomy to to exist is the guy that you see, you know, like walking around at like, you know, in his un- in his underwear at the house is right. like has this um cult kind of esque rock rock indie, yeah. indie cred, I guess. I don't know what you'd call yeah, his it, career. Well, it's very it's 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 cultish, I guess, and then it's also but it's like the people who are in that cult consider him the greatest. Like it's one of that, and like he's a heavily inspired people like Marilyn Manson, and it's uh, it's a it's a it's a wide-reaching cult, you know. Which that's a really odd thing too is um, is the, the the couple of times I've hung out with Marilyn Manson has been with my dad, and mm-hmm. um, the last thing you expect is for you know someone like that to be giddy about my dad versus like right. you, you'd, you'd really think the opposite you right. know you think like my dad'd be all nervous and like yeah. going into it but um but then marilyn manson yeah. is giddy yeah. yeah i could see it. well you can hear it in marilyn manson's music and right. yeah for those that haven't heard james hall you really should uh do yourself a great favor and check out pleasure club and his uh, solo work, and he was in a band called Marry My Hope back in Atlanta. I used to live in Atlanta. That's how I first heard of your dad back in the mid-90s, or early 90s. And he was, like, king of the hill. Really? You know? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I have no concept of what, you know, like he, how that worked. Well, he got the deal at Geffen, which was, like, a million-dollar deal at the time, and it was, like, big, huge news, and, you know. And it was just, it was warranted. Because uh, yeah, he's just an incredibly talented dude. Yeah, you know, and, play, and played a trumpet and had a Bowie esque kind of vibe. But um, so when you were growing up, did you get? Was he? Would he like play you all these kind of things like Bowie back in the day, like when you were ten, or like you know, like or did he educate you musically? I think it was around, and that was the that was the main thing. It was just it was always playing. I mean, I mean, a lot of my exposure, like I. The most he was listening to music was when he was like doing the dishes at, right. in the kitchen. Like I, I always remember, like it being kind of absurdly loud sometimes because uh-huh. he was trying to compete with the you know sound of the faucet or whatever, yeah. and uh, sometimes even getting annoyed by it. But it's it's a uh, it's good good memories, and and you know he he did listen to everything. I didn't you know um, hear. I mean, I mean, he was a huge he's a huge fan of the Clash, and he's a huge fan of like. You know, there's uh, a lot of Brian Eno stuff, and um, and then like into like Desmond Decker, kind of old like ska stuff like that, and so it was really a wide uh, exposure at an early age that I'm really thankful for, um, because he could be listening to Grateful Dead or something, you know? Oh my God! And then so, we'll, shout, and sorry if anybody <laughs> shout out to Grateful Dead. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Grateful Dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jam bands are cool, but yeah. You know, it's just, 
I'm I'm not a hater. No, I was a funny joke. But but like uh so but the thing is, though, like a lot of times kids will go against what their family business is or like what the dad did or whatever. Like, but you have gone headlong into it in a way that's even, I don't know, just it almost feels like an evolution from what where you, what, what your dad's music has been. And, and I'm saying that not in any insulting way towards your dad at all. Right. At all. I have the most most respect for James Hall that you can have for a musician. It is different. But but I also have it for you in equal parts. Right. I, you know, and it's just I'm more, I'm that's interesting to me because mm-hmm. oftentimes like it well I guess they're like with Loudon Wainwright and Rufus Wainwright a similar thing like where Rufus was like just kind of like you know kept it like it, there was no di- like no drop or something. You know what I mean? Or, right. You know. I don't know, but I'm just curious about that, how that you think that came to be. I mean, I think the, the, in a lot of, you know, families and circumstances like that where yeah. there's musicians in multiple generations and maybe the, you know, uh, parents had more success, that there's a lot of, like, pressure to seek their approval or something like that or write a great song yeah. or whatever. I never really felt that from him, which I think was, you know, I, I think it was always supportive, which has been huge, and... um but it, but there was this kind of like I always do look, did look at him as like an upper echelon songwriter. He is. But um, when I was you know in, a freshman in college, I was all I was doing was just smoking weed and making rap beats, you uh-huh. know, and like and so there was like there was this whole kind of separate. It was music, but this separate thing right. that that I that was going on, um, uh, that was just kind of manifesting itself in its own way, and then I, um, kind of. I've kind of been trying to figure out still, you know, words and how to um, connect with people and tell tell a story uh, in that same way, but um, but also have that kind of modern um, influence, I suppose. Yeah. In that world, but I don't know. I mean, it's that's been interesting because cool. you entered it from a different door, I guess. Because now, though, I feel like on your, you know, album getting. I was about to call it a project, but I realized I was having a war in my brain whether I could call it an album or a project because for those of you that don't know now albums are called projects yeah or mixtapes or LPs uh, yeah. <laughs> or EPs I mean they, they, we can go on you know yeah um, um, they slap and they're called projects but anyway I'm not trying to be like that old dude making jokes about know, th- this, like this young w- lingo that's like so lame when you get into that and I'm already into that this one's called even if we don't get it together yeah uh, and it's it's set for September um and it is, uh, I, th- I, th- I think that was a good culmination of a lot of the themes in, in, in the songs. And it's also in the last song called Downtown Life, um, which Joe and I wrote. Yeah. Uh, that, that I'm really excited about. So we wrote, uh, we co-wrote four of these songs on this project, four of the ten. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Who's it, putting it out? Um, it, who, besides me? Uh, uh, Are you putting it on your own label? No. Oh, oh, Atlantic Records. Atlantic yeah. Records. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, I've been I've been really lucky with that too. Um, just uh, they've they've been super cool. So um, yeah, and that's like and that's Mike. What's his last name? Karen. It's Mike Karen over at Mike a- Karen APG APG in um in West Hollywood on the kind of the corner of Fairfax and Melrose if you want to knock on his door and ask him how and he's give, doing. And give he, him lo- your de- he loves that. And give him your demo tape. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure he'll listen. Yeah. You'll probably get a record deal. 
how did you get the record deal with Atlantic? Good question. Hey, that's a good question. Um, I, <laughs> you know, I did. I uh, posted. I was just on the internet. You know, and the the internet's a, f- a fun place. And I was. Wait, post- wait, let me write the internet. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, you got that? Yeah, All I right. got that. Yeah, Steve Jobs invented it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and. Uh, Al Gore invented it. No, yeah. Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. Al Gore's global warming predictions have come true. Yes, by the way. True. We're under. We're currently underwater. Anyway, keep going. Um, yes, I was just checking the basement. To see, I mean, yeah. you know, but uh, we're uh, we're fine. Um, no, we're not. We're, it's it's the end of an era forever. But um, <laughs> things just keep getting. Anyway. Yeah. So um, the uh, the Atlantic deal happened because I was posting songs on SoundCloud, and then I posted. Um, and they we're getting a little bit of attention, not much, like some buzziness, and then. Um, one of the songs I shot a video for with uh, Hanzo and uh, this guy, uh, Clance the Mance, a good friend of ours, shot it uh, for us in New Orleans. We put it up on a, uh, a blog site known as Elevator, which is a pretty big like hip-hop curator kind of uh, blog site that... Um, and do they have to accept things? Or? They have to accept things, and um, partially it, it was due in part by us knowing Six Dogs, who was who is a really you know popular rapper from from our area and a good friend of ours, and um, you know some A and R I guess that was just uh, checking Elevator's uh, blog site, and it uh, it showed up and it's like well, all right who are these you know kind of weird guys with this you know odd song called Outpatient. Um, and, uh, so he sent me an email and then asked to hear some other demos. I sent him some demos and, um, he was more interested. We had some phone calls and then meanwhile, I'm going to like public communication school, like, like just to be like a PR person or something like PR for what? Just that was just like my major, you know. I, I, What's that mean, public relations? Yeah, like, like journalism and okay. like, uh, and you know. What was your idea though behind that? Like, what were you going to do with that? It just seemed like an easier degree to get. There was no passion in there it. Was, it was, but it, there was no like, yeah. oh, I could do this job. And so, like, yeah, it was just, it was just a lot of kind of like, all right, now I'm now I'm looking at this, you know, contract from Atlantic Records while going to school and doing homework. It was like a, you know, an odd like kind of thing to, to uh to go through it. It's like I I I knew that I couldn't like put my heart into school if mm. i you know even if i wanted to like after like you that's kind of right there and yeah especially now this yeah. it's like fuck so, it so i left uh 3 years into college um let's see you almost got your degree though you probably got 3 semesters left yeah i would have been a 5th year senior but no shame no shame in that game hey hey man you can always go back i could i don't think you're going to need to but i don't think i hope uh, you know i, I hope, don't think so bro i hope i don't i hope it's one of those <laughs> things that um you know, like after Emma Watson did all the Harry Potter movies, she like went to Brown College just because it's like she doesn't she doesn't she have to work she again. Didn't need to. But how fun was the response to your first single yesterday on the old Instagram? I saw Trinidad James gave it some love, called it heavenly. Oh, Trinidad James is the best person on in the world. You, you and I both know this. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, him. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's an Atlanta legend yeah. and uh, dad. Yeah, has shout out to dad. Yeah. Um, Trinidad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that was it. Was really a uh, overall an amazing response, and I thought so. Um, you know, it's a really cool um, first step into everything. So yeah. um, you know, there's uh, there's no 
you know, I, I have no barometer, no expectations starting from the floor. It's really cool. It's like kind of, yeah. you know, without. You really don't. I think you have expectations. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't know if you do, but I know there are, just being in your atmosphere and environment, there are expectations surrounding you like, like if you were like a hooligan at the Alamo. Well, okay, you know, <laughs> expectations for myself include writing, you know, our, us writing our asses off. Yeah, and I'm like, down with that. You know, like those those kind of things. But I guess the output and how people take it in. Yeah. I don't. I I try not to have expectations for that. That's healthy. Yeah. Um. Because. You know uh, the, you know. Worst case, I work harder. Best case, I work harder. You know, it's kind of like yeah. either way. It's just like you know. Yeah. You if you if you if you're tomorrow you put out your album and you nail a hit, right? You're gonna you're gonna have to work harder, you know. Right. If there's if you if you have nothing, like no you know and, and just like and people you know yeah. just kind of you, as a miss. You got to work harder. Yeah, it's just like either way. That's true. You know, um, it's a tricky position. Like those guys, like Ed Sheeran, like it's got to be tough as hell. I mean, to be in that position. You think so? Yeah, the pressure's on. The second he does, he has an album without a hit on it. Yeah, but I feel like he knows how to write hits, and he knows, and he's surrounded by the best to also like help in writing hits. And it's like, I feel like, and if you don't make the dumb mistakes that like rock and rollers made from like sort of my generation, meaning like the self-destruct, I feel like the younger generation is less self-destructive and more focused and more savvy and i think like what you just said at the beginning of the podcast it's so competitive that it's like you got to be or fuck it but then again subconscious weird energies come up and there are we're dealing there are a bunch of self-destructive ones too that you know um that we even know some you know like Mm -hmm. you know so there are some but you don't have that i don't think like ed sheeran has that you know but who knows i'm i'm projecting maybe i don't know who knows ed sheeran stole some of your swag though Oh, with let's the not, looping? Yeah, let's Come not on. denounce that. <laughs> Come on, Ed, give me a shout-out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, when I see him, like, doing, like, on Instagram, like, doing, like, massive stadiums with nothing but a loop pedal, I was like, wow, I was not that far off the money with that. Just needed a couple more hits, you know? Yeah, I mean... But, yeah, but, like... We just had Tracy Bonham on the podcast, and we were talking about how back in the back then it wasn't like it was almost like cool to not write hits and to try to like subvert pop culture and stuff like that. Whereas I just feel like the younger generation isn't fucking around with that. Um, I struggle. I struggle all the time with like trying to decide what you know what because on the, on one hand it's like yeah we could sit here and write polished radio like like what sounds like a radio hit to us at least what our idea of that is but um to break through or to develop as an artist i think you have to be as creative as possible yeah and um and then those opportunities kind of come up after you know after that yeah i agree you know like like frank ocean did that song slide with calvin harris or or whatever and and it's super like in that pop world and super commercial or Mm -hmm. whatever but he's uh he wouldn't have gotten where he was if he had started you know with with just pop songs like that and he's he's yeah kind of takes a creative approach to it yeah i don't know like to me they all sound like pop songs you know what i mean like if it has a hook and a chorus you know but one thing i like about what your artistry is and your sort of imaging and visual stuff is like 
there's an element of humor that you that you're putting forward in it too like there's a sense of humor behind it but it's not like a sort of an ironic sense it's not goofy like you know what i mean i don't know i mean humor uh can be weird in music yeah because um well for for a number of reasons well if it's ironic then i think it's not fun I what I I think what I want to come across is that I still care about the music and I'm really passionate about it. Like yeah. I truly am, and I yeah. truly love making it, and I truly love writing it, and I truly want to relate to people. Right. And so humor can sometimes be dangerous in that it confuses people. Right. Or is he making fun of us? You know. Or it covers up vulnerability. Yeah, it covers up vulnerability. So right. I've you... been trying to you know kind of walk I guess th- that that line, but you know it's a little tough to. It is, but what what where do you think that's coming from? That humor aspect of what you're of what you're doing. Do you know what I'm talking about yeah, with that? Like, no, we've I, never talked about that. Yeah, actually. I don't know. I think like, um, I, I, I but sh- even your name, grandma, like yeah. there's something funny about that, but also something serious about it too, or somehow, it's somehow, like, <laughs> yeah. somehow, I don't know what, yeah. as soon as I said that, I'm like, really, is there something serious? But there is, it's not just a goof. It's like, it's cool. Right. It's got, obviously it's, it makes people smile. Like, Oh, he calls himself grandma. Is a grand, you know? Yeah. But it is also like serious too. It's not like a goof. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I really uh, can't say I, I I know why I you know I like what I like uh, yeah. necessarily, um, but um, I know that sometimes when, if I'm if I'm struggling to to write a song on my own, something that uh, Matt Spottle, my uh, our, uh, grandma's bass player mm-hmm. and also a, a fellow songwriter and producer, taught me is flat earther. No, I'm no, just yeah. he's, <laughs> rounder, he's a rounder. He's a rounder. Confirmed. It's a joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Matt. Yeah, shout out Matt. He, He's a great dude. He can. He told Very me talented. if I can't write like something, then just to write just some absolute garbage, you know, just something kind of just in the. He's got a whole. He's got a band called Motor Driver. Who he's gonna kill me for telling anybody about this, but that's like, uh, horrendous. And I think they're. I think they have like eighty songs on Spotify. Just a ridiculous number of songs because whenever he's in writer's block, he just makes a motor driver song because it's just absolutely terrible yeah and it's so easy to write uh and and then it usually inspires something actually like like prolific and great yeah well peter gabriel actually uh just to name drop but he actually did tell me this one time like a good motivation is to try to make the worst thing possible he said that to me a long time ago and i always thought about that like that that's also a very fun creative exercise and that you usually wind up making something kind of awesome yeah, because you're just utterly free of expectation, I guess at that point. I think yeah, I think that's usually the key is being utterly free of expectation and inspired. Like those yeah. are the two uh two uh parts of the recipe. Yeah. Um well the, going back to like what you were saying too about like entering the back door through hip hop and then like sort of it not necessarily relating to your dad's music directly, but now the music that is evolving is kind of like it's kind of getting into some more rock and roll aspects too like i think on the new project there's like rock and like downtown life is kind of rock and roll too in a way but it still has those modern elements of like dance and right i'm always getting i mean we're always getting inspired we were just i mean we were just sitting around like at uh at uh a a seafood restaurant in la and we heard like what's what's that one called 
uh, Connie and Ted's Connie on, and Ted. on, Santa, Ted's Monica on Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> that was the inspiration of Downtown Life, right? Because there. yeah, because Echo and the Bunnymen <laughs> was playing, and yeah. we were like, or just some type of playlist of that kind of like in that kind of world of that yeah. just kind of eighties like pop rock. Yeah, uh, and uh, and we were just you know you, kind of like all that was bleeding through was some synth lines. I feel like and like because it was kind of played pretty quietly. Yeah, but um. But the groove or the the groove or the beat was there or something, and we were just uh, we were kind of looked at each other and we we're like, we need to do something like this, yeah, man. Yeah, let's do something like this, man. After like crushing a uh, a bowl of clam chowder, yeah, and fish big and ass chips. order of fish and chips, and I, th- I think calamari too or something. I mean, mm-hmm. we yeah, it was we were bad. We eat like kings. We ate like kings at one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, well. Let's pick a life purpose card. Don't look at your phone, Ehud. What? Yeah, you are. It's distracting. <laughs> you can look at your phone, Ehud. Don't look at your phone, man. It's distracting. We need you. Oh. <laughs> man. <laughs> what did you get? I got the music card. Uh, your connection to music is no one's ever gotten that, by the way, and so. others. It's your connection to music is healing for yourself and others. That's very, uh, that's very interesting because we're talking about I feel like music mostly and, in this and podcast. And no one's ever gotten that card before. That's Wild. the first time. Wild. It's my life purpose. You think so? Well, I mean, I, it's it says so on the deck, right? It's not yeah, man, it's not mandatory, but okay. Yeah, but I mean, do you, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I I mean. It's my life purpose. Yeah, it says that your music's going to be healing for yourself and others. Or music is your connection. Your my connection to music is healing for myself and others. Uh, so, so let's talk about the word. What, what do they mean by my connection to music? How I your connection to music is healing to yourself and others. Yeah, your connect. Yeah, your connection to music is super healthy. I've never thought so about far. it like that, but no, it's just great. It's like uh, energetic, and I feel like that's like the key to why you're garnering a lot of the energy around you that you are. Is that connection to me? Your connection to music is like kind of incredible and lifelong. Um, one uh, one good kind of uh, I think life experience that I had. Uh, as far as kind of you know learn learning about that was uh for two years in college i was a wedding dj mm-hmm. and um i know seeing those like songs there's like, the humor right there probably, no no i mean uh, sincerely though like yeah. you know we're, like playing like um not like that that was my way of healing like but uh, playing you know music to to people trying to get a dance floor moving or whatever it's just it was just a a learning experience yeah uh how how to get you know that that whole thing kind of like functioning and That's interesting. um and um how to make know, people move and celebrate yeah and why like we still at every wedding play september by earth wind and fire mm-hmm. you know regardless of the time of the year and why uh bruno mars has so many songs that work and at, why do you at, think that is about the september um i mean it's i don't know it's just a bulletproof dance hit right it's uh it, what makes that yeah, uh, chords and uh shape shapes of the chords and voicings and um yeah. and the, the vocalists and the beat yeah 
the Commodores, always brick house. Also, you growing up in New Orleans, primarily, that's where you grew up, right? I grew up in New Orleans. Um, oh, I, you know, I, I moved out of there when I was nine after Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. And then went to uh, Atlanta, Georgia after that. So I, I, I would left New Orleans at a young age. But that's true. That's pretty young. But we would go back every Thanksgiving for about a week. and So I, I was used to going back to New Orleans about two times a year because all my friends were still there. And uh, we kept a you know it's a seven hour drive so we kept a pretty close relationship mm-hmm. um shout out grady shout out reed shout out quinn sorry that's um, cool yeah cool um shout outs are cool shout outs are podcast. cool podcast yeah do you have but anybody you like to shout out shout out to carmen i met yeah. your dad in new orleans <laughs> at a, this at this bar where it was a matador and i was talking to him for a while was that your card by the way karma no my card is sorry is useless. that's okay it's the school card the answer that you're it's seeking never involves going to school. All right. Uh, I got that one last yeah, time. It's like, <laughs> well, it's not you know, inspiring. School is pretty good. School can be anything. Anything. That's true. Evolve, That's true. evolve your You're craft. in school right now. I am. This is school. I'm schooling every day. Yeah. My education failed me. But yeah, I met your dad at this bar called The Matador, and then uh, I went back to the apartment that was ne- right next door, and then Mike Napolitano called me up and said, hey, James didn't know that it was you he was talking to. He wants you to come back. So then I came <laughs> So then I came back. And he was like, man, I didn't know it was you. I'm a fan. And I was like, really? I'm a fan of yours. You know, like, it was, yeah. a, it was a cute moment, a cute James Hall moment. Isn't that the best, is um, interacting with the person that you highly respect but not knowing in that moment? Yeah. That's who that is? Well, oh yeah, that was funny. Yeah. yeah, I knew who he was though. Sure, yeah, but like, I mean, I mean, in, in like in life, you've had those moments yeah. where like you're just like you're you're treating them like a, more of like a human than you probably would have if yeah. you had known. Oh, and he was perfectly nice before yeah. he knew who I was, but it was just cute because I came back there. But mine, I got teaching. You inspire young people to learn. <laughs> Look at him. Can't make that shit up. <laughs> the imagery on these cards. Oh, is I know. Like over it says B is for butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently the lady who made these cards has since gone Christian and disavows these cards. That's super hmm. cool. Maybe they like. Well, they're going to have more value because of that. Right. Yeah, because if they're like forbidden. Like, more than 99 cents that they cost. They actually cost like 20 bucks a deck. No. Yeah, they do, dude. Wow. I spent money on this podcast. I'll have you know. How was it? Were you in New Orleans for Katrina? Yeah, so you get like um, with hurricanes like that, it was uh-huh. Category Five. I mean, usually we, like, we had like I think maybe a five day, six day notice kind of that it was going down. So like we yeah. left, I think oh, a day left. or a day or two prior. Uh-huh. We went to North Louisiana, stayed the night there. But then they said like, after the hurricane had hit, it can like actually like spin out tornadoes, which is crazy mm-hmm. to think about. Um. Well, what does it? What does that do? How does that do that? Well, I don't know, but like you know, the hot and cold air is what basically causes tornadoes. Uh-huh. So if a, if a hurricane's coming into into town, then it's kind of the tornadoes just trail off the edge or whatever. But um, from all just the winds that are, yeah, you know, ocean temperatured and land temperatured. Um, I don't know anything though, and also you know more uh, than me, man. I'm getting educated. Well, okay, so so we stayed in North Louisiana, and then we m- moved up to. Uh, Memphis for six weeks, and um, those people that I go to Thanksgiving with every year, we all we're all living in like a house in Memphis for those six weeks together. Wow. Um, because Reed, uh, his uh, 
grandparents had just bought in a house but hadn't moved in yet so they let us basically like move in mm-hmm. and like uh live in this you know house t- together my mom like is, she's a school teacher she taught us on the front porch like homeschool for like those a few weeks and then right everybody kind of went on their own ways so did that freak you out as a nine-year-old do you think that's in affecting you now or in any way or like in, how um, did that form you or how i don't know i mean form? i know i know like kids I mean, I know now at least like kids do like, you know, crave routine and, mm-hmm. and, but at the time it was kind of like, we had it, we had it really good. There's a lot of situations that weren't, that were really, really dark and, and really terrible. And I think we did have a bit of an awareness of that. Like the community of Mem- in Memphis was really kind of helpful and we were getting like donations. And for us, you know, we're like nine years old. We're getting like toys that come through UPS, like in large quantities sometimes like probably had more toys um, after Katrina yeah i had more uh, yeah i had more toys after katrina than before for sure right um but you know uh so like the whole like material were they thing toys or were they <laughs> they were all right there was like a sh- there was like the shrek easel that i wish i could find like uh that was pretty rare i had a song in the shrek shrek too oh you did yeah oh i think i knew that you're so true Wow. Closing scene of the movie. What, well, yeah. no, it was in the, the credits. credits. I the almost credits. had opening I almost had I opening know. animation. I came real close, well. but your friend Adam Duritz beat me out. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> talk about that later. Got nominated anyway, for an so, Oscar. So, yeah, <laughs> hey, why, why don't you rub salt in that wound, eh? Who, damn. Uh, what? Yeah. I, how did I not know that? Well, you know. That's a huge, uh, that's that's a huge win. That was you. a huge win, yeah. yeah. That's a good tune. Got you a lot of fans. It did. Wow. But anyway, back to uh, Katrina and toys. Um, you remember going back to your house? Yeah, I remember uh, going back to my house about a year and a half later. Whoa. Was, was I know. Devastated. My, my my dad had gone back in a uh, like gotten like a U-Haul or a Penske truck or something, and um, uh, tried to salvage stuff, but there wasn't much at all. Uh, left we because we, we had gotten i think you know like six five and a half feet of water in our and, and we were on like the uh bottom floor of a duplex mm-hmm. so that was just our whole house you know it was just at five and a half feet you know? yeah um and uh yeah so not much was salvageable um but uh what was it like when you were leaving? Like, was it like, hey, you can pack a couple bags or, like, just take your most prized? Yeah. Did you leave behind, yeah, like, it was, shit that you loved or what? So, you know, during – in if you live in New Orleans, um, uh, you know, most people, uh, you know, are, are f- familiar with – I mean, everybody, everybody's familiar with hurricane season, I guess. But, you know, the, kind of the months of, like, when school starts, like, September, uh, August, September, October is when, like, hurricane season, I guess, kind of is. Mm-hmm. And – you know, we were used to evacuating. I think we had evacuated the year prior for Ivan, but it had missed us and went to, like, Birmingham. And oh, then, so evacuation was a regular thing. Yeah, it was Boy Who Cried Wolf kind of thing where it's just like, all right, you know, I, you know, you scan. Yeah, you, you scan your room. You're like, all right, I don't, you know, I can, you know, a week's worth of clothes. I think is what I got. And, maybe, and I was, like, looking at all my toys, and I was like, I'll just see them when I get back. You know, it was, like, that kind of thing. And it was just like. So you were, like, lackadaisical about it that time. Yeah, and it was just whatever. Um but even then, it's just toys. It's just stuff. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think like as far That's as maybe like, a good lesson to learn when you're young. Yeah, like, resilient. It's, it's kind of a resilient thing. Yeah. I think for sure is just you know, um, I th- I do have a good detachment with stuff. I am able to throw away things really easily. Um, That's cool. 
but uh, I think it at a loss in some ways too because I ended up buying it again like the next month. Yeah. So now I have two of them in different places. But why can you relate from Israel? Yeah, just when bad stuff happens routinely, you just get used to it. Yeah. And it's just like okay, then you, it sort of stops affecting you. Right. Yeah. That's not a. Wow. Bi- it's just not a big. It's people. I don't want to get deep into it but like something terrible happens an hour later everything's you're back to business and it's like it never happened wow this brings me to something i wanted to get into with you liam which was this new instagram feed i had just discovered called daily stoic what does stoic mean it means like people that just just what you just said like it reminded me of it because you know it's just about stoicism like being super disciplined, super, I guess, yeah, austere, whatever austere means. I kind of know what it means, but I kind of <laughs> don't, too. Like, you know, like, uh, just like badass, you know, uh, like uh, what you said, hardship comes and it's just you don't let it affect you. But I just read this and I was like, I should read this to Liam. And it actually goes with the Tracy Bonham thing we just talked about, too. But it was, it's Marcus Aurelius. And he says, it never ceases to amaze me. We all love ourselves more than other people but care more about their opinion than our own. Marcus Aurelius. Is that a Roman dude? Yeah, some freaky old dude. Actually, he was the he was like the the emperor of, yeah, it of Rome. Yeah, like Caesar time. And yeah. uh, I think of Rome, I could be a moron, but yeah. he was like the most powerful man on earth and he and he's famous for living a good life anyway, not taking advantage of it at all and just totally like living like a completely moral life where he was like super amazing dude anyway but what do you how do you relate that to, do you relate to that quote or what do you think of that quote we, we say it one more time yeah it never ceases to amaze me we all love ourselves more than other people but care more about their opinion than our own marcus aurelius dead air we uh, well, I don't okay. know. He's he's hey, you know, yeah. a fact. I don't think. Yeah, it's an I think. Opinion. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think. Uh, I'm just saying. Do you relate to it? I do relate to it. I do care about uh, other people's opinions of me more than my own. More than you I'd do? like to. More than I'd like to admit, at least. Right. You know, okay. for sure. Like, well, you don't I, have I, to admit it here. Well, it's something you know, working on, I guess. But yeah, we all got our stuff. But um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like it's something that's just like uh, that's pretty um. Yeah, it's vague in general or whatever, but it's like I'm thinking about like also just like how that relates to the music business and being an artist too. Like, you know, when you're making stuff, how much do you think about the way other it's going to affect other people versus how much it like how much do you listen to your own opinion versus what you think other people's opinion of it will be? Um in in the music world, like yeah, just yeah, when you're making yeah. a track, or like something. yeah, I, I, I'm like I'll know a track's amazing, like and both things, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll know a track's amazing. I'll be listening to it and so excited about it, and then the second I play it for somebody, like I know it's terrible, you know, or right. I, just, I just know it's not or, ready, or you or, can feel the energy in the room, yeah, and they're or they're or they're like giggle at stuff or whatever, and it's just like you know, it, and it's just like oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. and so like so yeah, that that kind of does. Uh, it doesn't like murder self-esteem, but it does create an awareness that I don't always have. Um, mm-hmm. um, 
Different in a live setting, though. I think um, that's more fun because the kind of mission or, or the job is to win people over, you mm-hmm. know, from song song one till the end. Yeah. For example, when we played in Denver. Yeah, we played at Airport Hangar in Denver, a very Spinal Tap moment because there was li- uh, like literally an airport hangar in Spinal Tap. And uh, yeah, we did it for this new weed beer called... Syria. Syria beer. C-E-R-I-A. Man, y'all need to sponsor us here on this podcast. We would be drinking weed beer. I would drink, I would start weed again if Syria sponsored us. Just saying. I, can't, I, so yeah, it's, I canceled weed, but I would be back on it. You can't text during the podcast. My mom called me twice. I just oh, want to make sure, you oh, know, okay. like, like the two, the second time is always. You do right. that, and I'll ask you the same question you asked him about other people's opinion. Okay. But how does that. Check do, in with your do mom. You, okay. Do you have that when you do art, when you draw, when you paint? Like, do you have the same feeling that you have about music as you do about art, where you care about when you play it for someone versus when you show it to someone? You know, I'll. Um, yeah, or if. Uh, you know what? I'll, this sounds maybe bad, but sometimes if I post a painting and it doesn't sell, I'll feel free to go back into it and change and it. fuck with it. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, but that's not necessarily like I'm like worried about opinions. It's more just like, yeah, it's like measuring. Like it's just ta- it's like I, I think it's almost like collaborating with the external environment and it's fine i don't think there's not anything wrong with it necessarily like what liam's talking about like playing a track to somebody and if you feel the energy get sucked out of the room or it's not hitting you can tell when you're playing a track to somebody and it's like just hitting you know like it's, mm-hmm. it's obvious right you i know? prefer to play to stoned friends but right you know i think that's also <laughs> like a yeah, yeah it's, uh, uh you know yeah, hey, so like, oh go ahead oh i was meant to ask oh because ferris was asking me do you like to get that kind of uh Sprayed drop effect. Is that a hair dryer you're taking to that? You want me to tell you my trade secrets? Trade secrets. Yeah. Uh, I don't talk about you don't read, I, I've known him I read for your trades. almost. Uh, what year is it? No, 12, 13, whatever years, and I've never asked him about that. Hey, I got a but question. But I know for what you. he does. You know what he does? I, I got a question for you, though. Am I close? No. <laughs> I got a, <laughs> I got is a, it a qu- fan. I got a question for you. When you lived in Atlanta, were you stoked about moving from New Orleans to Atlanta, or did you, or were you missing? I mean, I know you were super young when you left New Orleans, and I was also, not stoked. I you was were not. Stoked. You liked. You preferred New Orleans. Oh yeah. Well, because yeah. I mean, I was living in Marietta, Georgia, which is right. you know, it's North Atlanta, isn't, isn't and it's it super fun. Maybe it's pretty suburb. Suburban. I don't think any kid likes leaving their home that, until it, like no one know, does. No one's happy about that. No one's happy about that, and especially New Orleans. It's a really like you, you. I had no perspective of what it's like to to not live there, and and mm-hmm. it's this and insane cultural epicenter and like really super diverse area with amazing music amazing food it's like one of the best cities ever in the whole world ever and you're in you're in the south you're in you know louisiana but you feel like you're in a different country yeah for sure no accent but like french no southern accent are you like masking it um i'm every day i mask it um it's 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 really hard to hold back this drawl um i don't think so no do you have any kind of southern accent I, I really don't. Um, the uh, the, th- the thing the thing with it is my dad's from uh, he's from Houston initially. Mm-hmm. Then he moved to Nashville. Yeah. My mother is from Massachusetts, uh, and then moved to uh, Virginia. Then moved to Georgia. Yeah. So both of them are transplants from the area. So I never really picked that up. Yeah, well, that explains it. Yeah. No. 
Well, you know, I wonder how much the Southern... Like, I, I remember playing some of your music for somebody, and they were like, man, he's got that authentic vocal vibe that only people from the South get. That was a, Somebody said that to me. On what track? Do you know? It what? was like some of our early shit. I was like, you know, like some of the first few songs we worked on, like... Uh, um, Come back to your Dreaming. <laughs> what does that mean? Some, does it sound like Jackal? Over the weekend. Maybe you'll end up alone. Oh well. Go back to the hotel. Let you know well. Going back to my place. Yeah. Dreaming. Yeah. That we'll get together. Over the weekend, maybe you'll end up alone. Oh well, go back to the hotel. But you know well. That's a good one. Nice. We've been kicking it around since like '97. Yeah. Trina came Whoops. around. We was high stepping. That's like uh yeah. Anyway, that was how Katrina came around. We was high stepping since like '97. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so th- so I'm wondering, do you think that living in that, I mean, you wouldn't know anything else, but do you think that living in that Southern vibe all your life has, how has that affected your music, do you think, or if you had to guess? I mean, I, I never had, and like... And then we can talk about yeah, your shoes. Okay, no, I never had the, in- <laughs> that, Man, I guess. Outfit. I yeah, know, yeah, the yeah. outfit's banging. I, <laughs> thank you, guys. I never had outfit. the, yeah, and if you're listening to this, it is. It um, is, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is really banging. No, um, but... I wasn't at the um I wasn't That's at the same ahead. um I didn't go to the same places that I guess I I I wasn't as far as southern experiences go I don't think I had a very southern experience living in the south you know um there wasn't uh snakes at my churches there wasn't uh people drinking holy water there wasn't um there were some crocodiles in New Orleans that you know, like we, you know, and, and some cool stuff. But, but uh, it wasn't very uh, southern at all. No, it was very uh, regular. Regular. Yeah, regular. When did you first like pick up like, or did you ever go to like your dad's band practices and jam with them or like sing? When when did you first sing? Um, I first sang in third grade. The um, this film called High School Musical came out on Disney Channel. Zach Efron. Zac Efron, yeah. Is he a, is he a fan of the pod? Oh yeah, Zach's big into this pod. Yeah, he keeps like <laughs> bugging Ahud to get on. I was, Zach, just, wa- I was just watching Aubrey. We're getting you on, bro. Like, <laughs> I was on. watching Aubrey Plaza's interview. Actually, side note here, um, she was talking about. Who, oh, I, I just watched her on Hot Wings. Yeah, exactly. That, that same interview. Yeah, you watched that one. <laughs> yeah, I watched we were all watching, yesterday. Yeah, I watched it yesterday. It came out That's yesterday. So fucking funny. It came out yesterday. Yeah. Um, That's cool. I could just hold it, dude. She um, was yeah. So she was talking about how Zac Efron like would be pumping iron in between takes, like. Uh, which, oh right! I was like, that, "That's so genius!" Because he looks. Was on High School Musical. No, this is a different film that he was in. She was. She's amazing. Um, Don't worry. Aubrey Plaza, if you're a fan of the pod. She is amazing. I never, like, saw her before except for on that Hot Wings. I mean, Hot Ones. Dude, she was in the, uh, in the Parks and Rec I know she's forever. huge, but I never watched that. She's funny as fuck. 
Uh, she's, she's like really cute and her, really her, funny. Her early late night interviews. By the way, she'd be wild. so mean to me. She would be so mean to me. Uh, Aubrey, <laughs> she'd destroy uh, me. Oh man, be ruthless. Yeah. How mean she would be. Do you know anyone be. that knows her that we can ask her to come on the pod? I know of people that know her. Uh, well, I know of Amy Poehler. I know human Con- beings. Connect and us. She's yeah. a human, so she's connected to other humans. We're always one to three, eight. We're two. And not. But, not to change the subject, we'd love to have Marilyn Manson on the pod. Hey, yeah, and hey. by the way, too, like, you oh. know, this is not a rinky-dink <laughs> podcast, everybody. Yeah. Like, listen, this is like... Yeah, we are know, professionals. This is a very professional... High production. This is a high production podcast. High value, high value. I'm holding my mic. <laughs> the tripod and camcorder thing's got a good vibe to it. It kind of, like, reminds me of, like, I feel like um, a little... It has a little bit of, like, a, uh, like... I feel like I should be blindfolded and and you should be like demanding a certain amount of money like in this basement here like you know it's like <laughs> you know like That's pretty good dude. Yeah. That's fucking funny. It does have that vibe. Well, if you like if you take away the background and you take yeah. away yeah. And you're in a jumper. Yeah, and I'm in a jumper. Yeah. What does that have to do with it? You know all the ransom videos everyone's yeah. in like jumpers and stuff the the whoever they capture. Yeah. So that brings us to like go you going to where 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 did you go to college? I went to college at uh, Kennesaw State University. Where is that? Kennesaw. Where? What is Kennesaw, that? Georgia? It's oh, in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, it's in Georgia. Okay, go so, owls. So basically, the south, the south, the south. Then I I actually denounced ever going there. It's it wasn't very cool. It was okay. It wasn't very cool though. But um, then well, then I got to do the whole podcast like this. Hey, it's good for you. <laughs> Level up. There we go. Thanks, dude. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> so, but then, like, you've had, you've been a lot of time in LA. Yeah. Like, that's kind of where I got to know you most. Well, I mean, actually, we met in Brooklyn. We did. As adults, I I met you as a kid once. Yeah. You met me when I was seven, and uh, when I came to Brooklyn, we rode a track together. That was pretty cool. Tony still wants us to. Finish. started hanging out in LA. It's all good, bro. I got it. <laughs> when we started hanging out in LA, uh, <laughs> that's when things really changed for us. It did, yeah. I think that's when our, that's when we really bonded. Are we going to whisper now? No. Why would I do that? Um, but, um, yeah, so, what do you think of LA? LA is shot. We talk about LA a lot on this LA podcast. is kind of trash. I mean, it's okay. It is okay. It's just LA um, gets crapped on in this podcast. I want to say I'm sorry, LA. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Restaurants are really nice. Donnie's really nice. Donnie Graves. If you know Donnie Graves, LA is amazing. Shout out to <laughs> Donnie Graves. If you know Donna and if you, if Anya, you know, yeah. And, if you know and Donna Bentley. and Donnie and Bentley, then LA rocks. It really does. I got a great email from Donnie Graves today about your project. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Of it him. was very nice. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. No, LA. LA he makes it easy. Um, but I don't see how people just do it regular. And I know that a lot of people get uh, swallowed up into a lot of that um, culture. Culture. Um, I just don't really like how the city's laid out and how like thirty-five minutes. It takes long to get places. Thirty-five minutes is a good deal. Like to go somewhere. Yeah, like that's an okay amount of time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that part. So, where do you think 
grandma is going to live? Where do, where do you think grandma is going to base? I never know. I yeah, um, it's all it's all up in the air for you, really. Well, right yeah, now. that and I read a book called uh, "A Field Guide to Getting Lost" by Rebecca Solnit, which is a really great book. Um, Where did you get that, or wh- who told you about that? My uh, my dad passed it down to me. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, he. Uh, that sounds like I love that title. Yeah, "A Field Guide to Getting Lost." It's about you know being. Uh, I, th- I think it's something that that you're good at too. I mean, just like ha- you know, contentment with. Where where you are yeah. at any given moment, not only you know location, but also like uh, you know mentally, like you know you yeah. can, you can be lost in life and um, be totally fine because that's kind of how you get to your truest sense of self and who it, who you truly are. Yeah. Um. And uh, she she kind of writes it in like a uh, essay format, but it's super super well well written and uh, it's, she, it's a series of essays. It's a series. Of, well, yeah, it's a series of essays that kind of like all pertain to the same thing some of them are from personal experience some are like about you know um like a boy like a story about a boy scout who got lost like re- like you know real stories about like that like stuff like that and how like he survived nine days in the wilderness and like uh how did he um you have to read to find out i don't want to spoil that did, but, did he eat bugs i mean you have to read but or like but or another example was like um there was a uh, woman who um like in the 1700s, I want to say, got like she was uh, from Europe and got kidnapped by Native Americans during some like raid mm-hmm. and um, ended up like started out as a slave for them, but ended up kind of just becoming part of their community. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and so she's this, you know, European woman. She ingratiated living, herself. Ingratiating herself into the Native American culture, but then kind of slowly just. Um, distance herself from that as well, and so she was living between two two cultures. Because what she knew for the majority of her life was this Native American culture, but who she was. And then she was allowed to leave and come back. Well, they they like it was like a kind of reverse Pocahontas situation where like they like like the European people got her back, and then she was just like di- didn't know how to speak English anymore. Right. And was bored by their lifestyle. Was bored maybe. by their yeah. Was bored by their lifestyle in a lot of ways. So yeah. she kind of just ended up living on her own and like uh and how she dealt with that um is super super odd and 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 cool it's just like you know just being at a crossroads between only two cultures that are existing in this at this time and and not belonging in either of them right anymore do you uh, relate to that no i think i think that was a kind of like you know binary story in that in that way but i think but i think there's lessons to be learned from that for sure right like what um you know how to uh become comfortable with yourself and uh you know a lot of people like uh struggle existing in any space especially ones that are unfamiliar to them or like yeah social events or parties or whatever it is and just uh knowing what to do with themselves and with their bodies or how to feel comfortable and not just like, you know, okay, I'm in control of this vessel with like mm-hmm. this and I'm occupying this much space and I want to just move to the corner of the room or whatever. I, I mean, it's, it's on a much my, more like minute scale. What, you know? Yeah. I find it really hard to be at parties if I've smoked something called marijuana. Yeah. Hey, how about that? How about that? <laughs> Young how Jake? about that? No, 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 no. How oh. about that chain smoking party? Uh, that we went to, Which, uh, <laughs> um, where they were playing songs on acoustic guitar, um, oh my God. <laughs> like yeah. 
uh, oh, yeah, all yeah, night yeah. long, and then it just got really, really tense a couple times because there was just some really intimate songs that were that was clearly from from one person to another, but everybody else had to w- watch. And then you showed me the memes of like the guy who breaks out the acoustic guitar at the party, it's and like, it's like a punch in the face or something yeah, like that. Yeah, perfectly good party. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. Well, I'll tell you what I do to like be good at. Um, what's that book called? A field guide to getting lost. Field guide to getting lost. Rebecca Solnit. I feel like that is a skill I have developed where I'm good in multiple environments. And I just frame it around the disciplines of running and yoga and just that kind of physical fitness and getting my state of mind together. Yeah. No, I I agree. You know, and that really helps because no matter, and especially too, like say in LA, a lot of times where I'll just like, you know, the minute I land somewhere, I'll just be like yoga studio near me and I'll just go and I'll start going every day. And suddenly I have a little commute after about a week. You, you're a member of a little community yeah. and it becomes a regular thing. And then from there, like, you know, it's, you know, as long as you give yourself, if like you, if you frame your day around like the first couple hours are going to be done with like some exercise, a lot of oxygen and some mantra work, there's only a few more hours left to go. You just to get productive and stuff like that. <laughs> and yeah. then like, and also you've got your mind stayed up into something good. Yeah, and then that way too, you're not like lonely guy wandering around the town looking for somebody to hug. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it's like you because you can still be that. Yeah, and I'm still the lonely guy wandering around town looking for somebody to hug. But like, you know, it's like the endorphins are nice. And the endorphins are nice, and and yeah. if you don't find somebody to hug, you're all right. You don't get yeah. a, you don't fall into depression <laughs> yeah. and get blackout drunk somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, and wake up in well, a you ditch. Don't. Yeah, but I mean, I have been that. I have done that. Hey, like, know, yeah. I, I know what that's like. So that's why I'm. That's why. But yeah, that's a little. Uh, I don't know. No, I know exactly how to um, uh, help help myself sometimes when it when it's when I'm in those situations. But the difference is actually acting on it, and sometimes I don't always do that. You know, it's like yeah. I know I know exactly what's going to cure my depression, or right. like I know exactly what's going to like um, combat the, this. You know feel like feeling of impending doom i'm having but yeah whether or not i act on it is like because because other worse things also temporarily cure your depression e- more easily you know yeah few few to yeah gluttony. well so you so you don't think because i saw you i don't know i guess maybe because we spent so much time in la i just figured you would probably end up living in la and because donnie is your manager and lives in LA and it's your the lab- son there, and, man. and your label and like that, you know, in the, yeah. What's that studio called? APG. Is a- that APG? Yeah. APG studio. And a lot of, a lot of like collaborative, you know, opportunities exist for you there. I would seem to be like a good fit. I don't know if I can, if I can just kind of, um, come in and out via Donnie. Yeah. That's cool. For now, at least. Yeah. Uh, that's ideal for me because I just I just don't have business spending LA rent yet. Right. Well, you know that could so change anyway. real quick. It sure could, and and if it does, then it does. But yeah. uh, for the time being, I really like what's going on, and with with being able to float. Yeah, floating's nice. What about New York City? This you're you're just kind of discovering it, right? Yeah, I've just um. What's it, your impression of, I, of our home? I like it a lot. It's um. It's been really cool so far. I've, uh, you know, none of the stigmas that I've that people have told me about New York City. Like, what did they say? 
Well, I guess the difference is it's nice out right now. I mean, it, the weather's bad, but like it's but the temperature is nice. So mm-hmm. um, people always seem to be like cold and brute and like not right. you know not want to look at you or or talk to you. Yeah. Um, but I find that to be not. People seem to be pretty polite. People are friendly here. Yeah. Yeah. It, is it because the spring and summer, or is it because? No, I just think in general people are tend to be friendly here. You know, like yeah. they tend to be kind of no nonsense a little bit. Maybe like, what do you think the difference between people yeah. here and versus L.A.? Okay, so like, uh, um, I think the people people here are. Um, I mean, this might this is a generalization, but um, yeah, people, we're talking about yeah, generalization. Talking gen- yeah, but people here, I think, tend to be. Um, more more to the point and perhaps aggressive but not in any personal way right. ever like it's yeah. never in like a it's just like a do this because it's you know yeah. because you're in my way or do this because it because it'll make it easy for me nothing against you just you know mm-hmm. um and in LA there's this big detachment because everybody's in their cars and yeah. uh and nobody walks in LA except me except you I run through <clears throat> Runyon Canyon it's not Down called Walking Canyon, tell you that much. Yeah. So, who are some of your dream artists to collaborate with? Like, um, top three artists to collaborate with that you haven't collaborated with yet. Oh, that I haven't? Because yeah, I already that, have. That you haven't. But, I ha- but that I haven't. Um, wow, that's a tough question. Dead or alive? I choose, oh, I'm going to go with alive because dead's hard to collaborate well, with. Let's go with alive first. Because Dead's hard to collaborate with. Yeah, that is. But, I mean... She's like, Bowie, what What do you think of this idea? And silent. Well, actually, I disagree. I think you can collaborate with the Dead already. I feel like I do collaborate with the Dead. By using them as a frame of inspiration? or That and just... Yeah, and just... Um, yeah, maybe like picking into similar energies that they picked up into. You know what I mean? For sure. And then, like, yeah, I feel like they can speak through you if you're like sort of open to that yeah well let me think then i mean um but go with alive alive okay because then we can manifest it um heat wave the uh 1970s uh disco band um i'm not sure how many of the members are alive so i don't want to actually maybe use them um as a point of reference but they're super uh they're super cool um groove line all never heard of them um, it was it was three white guys and three black guys and they all wore sweaters and they were super cool <laughs> and like they and and they were making like the coolest yeah uh-huh. coolest music, um, yeah maybe um like something funny like Michael McDonald would be cool too like can you sing like Michael McDonald I I literally can't I I but, yeah you can do it really well yeah. I don't know. Heard it through the great <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wait. I keep forget we're not in love anymore. I keep forget things will never be the same again. I keep forget love and love anymore. I keep forget. Um. Tell me how you feel. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Um, maybe, maybe Michael Douglas, the actor. Hmm. Um. <laughs> That's a weird one. Did you see his Netflix show, the recent one? No. What's it? I watched it. It's kind of depressing. I was depressed when I watched it too. It was a depressing show, and I was depressed. 
that's you know sometimes it was when you're, a weird combo. Yeah, I mean it's a great show. I can't go to bed on that. That's the thing with like with like with darker, depressing shows like Black yeah. Mirror and stuff like that. Like I can't uh, go to bed watching that. I have to watch like some mindless Futurama, just some like something that's a little bit more lighthearted and funny to before yeah. I go to bed. I do I like self helpy YouTube things or Joe Rogan's podcast or like Russell Brand. I heard Joseph Arthur listens to. Uh, the Joseph Arthur podcast. I never do. I heard Doesn't. he listens to I've it every day. He, wa- he wants me to. That's psychotic. A- Ehud wants me to. Why would you make him do just, that? You know, just to check it out once. Get a, yeah. I haven't yet, get but I've heard it's pretty. I heard I'm getting better at it. <laughs> Which I don't know how to take that because it means that means my first one sucked. No, it doesn't. It just means that it means that you're getting better at talking each time. It's just yeah. gonna, I mean, I think we always are. Um, Stop looking at your wait, phone. No, I was gonna hey, pull up something to say at the end. Oh, okay. But well, you said uh, you already collaborated with some of your favorites. Was that a joke or have you really? No, I have. Who? I mean, okay, Joseph Arthur. All right. Um, just so you know, a Trinidad lot of people Jane. really want to write with Joe. That's what so I'm you're saying. Really lucky to be doing that. What? Oh, I know. He's on everybody's wish list, man. Right. Put it I, up pay, I paid him to say that. That's like I, now I regret it because it's embarrassing. It didn't I, when I gave him the hundred bucks to say that. <laughs> I thought it would come off more natural than that. But but where, yeah. when Sorry, you guys. were when you lived in Georgia, the proximity to Atlanta, I guess. Did you, when did you first hear Joe? Of Joe or a Joe song or what something when you're like this podcast is going off the rails. <laughs> Top three <laughs> artists. No, um, sev- when I was seven years old, I saw him at Voodoo Fest in New Orleans. Oh my god! Yeah. Apparently, that was at a time when you were doing acid every day. Wait, no, I was doing mushrooms. Every you're doing day. mushrooms every day. Yeah. Yeah. A good impression for a seven year old. Yeah, but I mean, well, I, I didn't know better. Him. I didn't yeah, pull him yeah. aside and said, "Hey, <laughs> young Dude, Liam, I'm too, I'm too high to bro, die. I'm <laughs> killing it right now. I am a little too high to die." I am, yeah. in some ways, God. <laughs> right, but at, so se- at seven years old, you know... Why do you keep hugging that pillow? I feel like I'm threatening you or something. I No, it's nice. I don't it's know. just comforting? Yeah, it's comforting. All right, fine. You could do the <laughs> interview with the mask on, too, by In the a way. sense, yeah. I think we should wear the mask, but um, top three artists, the living or... Um, living or died. Are we just off the top three? No, we were Wait. top three that you actually collaborated with. Re- oh, yeah. Okay, Rico Nasty. Rico Nasty. Who, shout out Rico Nasty, too. Shout out Rico Nasty. She just made the XXL freshman class list, which is huge. That's huge. Um, and and uh, it's super, super well-deserved and super well. Uh, uh, she, she manifested it herself. She said so in a song that she would, and oh, now really? she did. And uh, she earned it. She she works harder than anyone, and she's the most uh, fashionable person out here. And you got it. And she's got a collab with you on your new album, on your new project. Yes, she does. Um, which will remain nameless for the time being. But when it comes out, um, oh sorry, was I not supposed to say? No, that? no. Did you, I break rules? You didn't break a rule. I don't. It's. Uh, I think it's cool news, and there's no. This first project, no one really. No one really cares yet. They're going to care. I care. A lot of people do. Oh, Actually, really. I don't think that's true. I think there's a buzz around you and vibe and people care. Like, just, uh, I don't What's know. What's next? What's next? Um, but, yeah. You're already on the coolest podcast in the land. Think of it. Yeah. You ever mm. think about how many podcasts are probably being recorded right now? <laughs> as many songs are as going on Spotify, probably. Yeah. Or near near that. But how many have masks and um i yeah. feel like we should wear a mask yeah. and read a manifesto card do you want to okay you want to read wear that one 
it just lo- it just looks good for like the clips like when we like it goes with your outfit that really that is really cool see cool all right check all right check one two you're good doing a muffle job huh muffling a little bit but I think yeah, you might right. have to turn up the mic it's hey, good who? don't worry about it no we're good yeah check we'll one right. two for those just listening we have masks on now and i can't get that close to the mic but you should watch us on youtube because this part's entertaining in a visual way my mask is of a bull not with the mouth moving. <laughs> and the mouth moves. Here you go. And my mask is of a dog. Here we go. Is it a dog? No, it's I think it's a, it's a fox dude. reindeer. Here you go. A cocker spaniel. What did you say? You can go closer to the mic, Joe. The, the main motivation of humankind is to be free, to express our true selves and pursue our dreams without restriction, to experience what may be called personal freedom. Okay. Um... Do I speak on it now? Yes. Okay. Speak on it. Okay. So the main motivation of humankind is to be free, express our true selves, and pursue our dreams without restriction. Yeah. Um, in a sense, some people is you know it's uh, it's really difficult to do that, but um, uh, I'm constantly uh, battling and redefining what makes me happy and redefining happiness uh, every day with 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 every task and every objective. You know, um, for example. Um, you know, today, I, uh, or, or the day we lost, you know, I lost my wallet, you know, it's like, first of all, I was, at, at first, I was like, well, this really bums me out, and I said, like, well, it would make me happy to find my wallet, then you say pray to St. Anthony. Pray to St. Anthony, it works every time. So I pray to St. Anthony, and then I also pray to Starbucks on Broadway, um, by calling them, and, uh, and they answered, and they said my wallet was there, and, uh, that made me happy, I guess. You know, I, I don't know. Just re- redefining what what makes you happy is is uh, I think also a real real quick way to personal freedom. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing in there? Is it hot? <laughs> it sucks. Your mask <laughs> is a better choice. Yeah, you should get on my level. Maybe. Here we go. Any dirt or carnage of yesterday belongs nowhere near now, but rather in the dustbin of history. Where we need not rummage about. That's awesome. I definitely feel like that brings me to, you know, Ho'oponopono and letting go and just forgiveness and like, yeah, like living in the moment and living from inspiration rather than from memory. Now, Joe, what is Ho'oponopono? It's the ancient Hawaiian prayer. It goes, I love you, I'm sorry, please please forgive forgive me, me, thank you. you. I love you, I'm I'm sorry, please please forgive forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. And what that does is it clears all that dirt from the past and allows you to live from inspiration rather than from memory. It's like clearing the caches on your web browser. It's like being it's like a bull history and like, you. you know, killing the matador rather than the matador killing you. What? I like his metaphor What was for his metaphor? It. It's like clearing the caches on your web browser. It's like, you oh, know, yeah. or deleting history after you that is a searched. Good, that like, is a good metaphor. How to build yeah. a treehouse or something embarrassing. Yeah, well, yeah. 
we've probably searched something more embarrassing than how to build a tree house, but we don't how, have how, how we don't build, have to admit it here. <laughs> how to now. build two tree houses? How to build two tree houses? What's your say, Hooter? I don't know. Success and fulfillment in life rest on the unflagging ability to get up, be ourselves, to chase our dreams with fire each day. To keep willing ourselves to the next level of presence and performance and potential. That's good. It's too long. The Joseph Arthur Come Where I'm From podcast is filmed in front of a live studio audience under the Coney Island Baby uh, Bar and Venue. Sponsored by the Motivation Manifesto Cards by Brendan Bruchard. Brendan Bruchard. If you're listening... Don't come on the podcast. If money were no object, what would your dream house look like? Um. Okay. One bedroom. Nah. One bath. Really high ceilings. Uh huh. Like, like Only one of those. One bedroom. No, two bedrooms. Uh, okay, two bedrooms, two baths. How about really high ceilings? Like, I, what I'm, I'm talking about is like you take like a twenty five <laughs> foot high. Yeah, like a like a dope spiral staircase that goes yeah. up to like. Uh, maybe like a loft too, and it's like it's like one of those um, buildings in like Upper West Side Manhattan, and it's but but you just clear out all the floors, uh-huh. and it just goes like all the way up to the top. It'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. I don't know. I haven't thought about that at all. I I would you have a recording studio in it? Um yeah uh, so, yeah. So let me rethink. Uh, it's <coughs> a little bit. Um, three rooms, three bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a banging recording Upgrade. studio. Um, yeah, maybe kinda like a, APG studio a in I there can, like or in I, the, I can never tell if like i want like an outhouse looking kind of like or like you know like a like a separate building for the for the studio a lot of people like that mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah um, as long as it's soundproofed it kind of doesn't matter i don't think no it doesn't but also the feeling of going to work is nice and, that's true and grabbing your stuff and um going there with a clear head that's true it's do you find it tough at all having like a studio project studio Pro- yeah you know, inside your studio yeah it's not ideal inside my little right. apartment yeah it's not ideal but it works for now it works for now you're never not at work it's the same with editing because i edit yeah and mm-hmm. the, the your number one complaint in the living room or wherever is yeah. like you're never at home you're always at work and you always have the option to sit and work and you usually choose to do that and i feel it's the same with making music and recording if it's there you'll do it yeah and if it was somewhere else you'd be home relaxing yeah that's true painting is another one like i would if i my dream house it would have a huge place to paint Mm -hmm. that would be ideal and then and also like a little project studio for music but i want like a i want a playground to paint in. i love painting yeah like a cool like zen garden like like a river running through that little bridges and stuff a stone garden do you you like that kind of stuff stone garden so we went from one bedroom one bath to a stone garden okay well i wanted to feel like home still too like i don't want this like sterile yeah but his went to a whole building just a super high (laughs) you know i want i want the world trade center but all the floors nah that's too big it would be hard to heat that. You know how long it would take you to go up and down those stairs. You told me day? money wasn't a. Oh, money isn't an object. You're right, but then yeah. you got to pay for the heating bill after. You just the money's no object when we buy the house. Oh well, then that changes everything. That does change everything. <laughs> we could say money's no object, but okay. I actually do. I, I think I would love to live in like a massive loft space in Soho. 
New, yeah. York, in New York City, you know? Yeah. Like, and have, Florence, like, bro. yeah, like, have a couple of different floors, have, like, a, and, like, have, like, some kind of massive painting studio nearby and a, and a kick-ass, like, project studio, like, on the premises. That's ideal. That's my dream. I said it. And plus, like, some kind of cool-ass car and, like, a... A dream without a, without a game plan, without an action, is just a fantasy. What are you going to do to make that happen? I'm going to keep writing some classic cuts... I'm going to keep painting those dope-ass pictures. I'm going to keep, like, working on my state of mind and keep my mind positive and not let depression get me down and keep, like, toxic beings away from me as much as possible and and just uh, keep envisioning it, you know, because I do believe in, like, that kind of, like, power of the mind to manifest yeah. these things. And... Um, meditation and stuff like that do you meditate do you believe in that kind of thing like power of your mind to manifest yeah i usually only um to, to my own uh, uh defeat meditate when i'm like when i need to mm -hmm. um like in moments of high anxiety or something like that you know yeah. like or like just stuff's like hitting me or or, or something um but routinely i'd like to get better i do journal Mm -hmm. Do you try and write a couple a couple pages per day? Like a, of like a to do list and that kind of thing, or anything that's going on. Usually, just working through things that I don't know the answers to in my head mm -hmm. um, on paper and just throwing it out there because I feel like the, I, the answers come to you once it's written. How much do you think that it, that's going on in your life right now is a result of you sort of manifesting or like consciously manifesting versus just? whatever being and it's just happening this way i think most of it i mean deciding to work hard is deciding to work hard and i and i don't work as hard as i could but i but i think i do work hard and um and but but other than that um just walking through it just every day is a new adventure kind of you know that's awesome um, your friend matt how do i say his last name spottle spottle matt spottle he, he's an italian <coughs> now he sent me when it was hysterical because he sent me this cover i think i posted it up on my instagram stories or instagram or something it was like artist with money and it was a picture of me on the cover of this money magazine like saying for the like richest, the, the song richest songwriter in the world and and see i see something like that and i made it my like screensaver on my phone until like you know you're like around people and you open up your phone and embarrassingly there's a picture of you like with that like and you can't you're not going to explain why it's there like I, because i believe if my subconscious sees that image that i'll actually manifest being you know maybe you know maybe not like the songwriter that makes the most money of all time or whatever goofy thing it said but like still like i think that those kind of things are powerful do you think so yeah I do. Um, I, I, I agree. Seeing, uh, like, like you asked me one time because I had like the Rolling Stone logo, yeah. ro uh, uh, on like a like on a photo, like to make you a, a version of that. That was yeah. like the front page of 100%. Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah, yeah, like no, you know, <laughs> it's goofy, that, but it's like it's goofy, and it's like you could be embarrassed about it. But I actually believe like your if your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between fact or fiction, and if you want to manifest something like being on the cover of Rolling Stone, which I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'd love to fucking manifest that as a reality. That would be rocking, you know? Right. You know, then your subconscious mind seeing that, that's powerful because to your subconscious mind, that's real. Yeah. And it doesn't know the difference between reality. So, like, so if you, you know, 
Do you ever ever have like have you ever heard of the concept of making like a dream board or anything like that? Yeah, I like, had some. I've seen some funny ones too. Yeah, a friend of mine like just printed out like six different BMW i8s, like the same model <laughs> car, super <laughs> hot like, shit. Yeah, yeah and just like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like you know, just this. <laughs> That's the, awesome, though. Goals, goals, man. Goals. They make the world go round because it's our job here is like to to create ourselves, you know, and to create and to manifest our dreams. Yeah, just you keep know. walking through it. Keep walking through it. So I guess we're gonna wrap this one up, right? No is that, doors. Is that the vibe? No doors. No doors. What do you think, Liam? Are are we good? Or do you want to uh, anything else to say? Um, quick plug. Uh, yeah, plug everything. Plug all, right. all your Instagrams, your new. Yeah. Single. Okay. Yeah. So if you made it this far into, <laughs> into the they podcast, they made it. This has been entertaining as hell. Yeah. If you made it this far into the podcast, oh, the uh, the. Uh, the, the fun thing is, is we, we just put out a single called uh, Shallow Water. It's on Beautiful. YouTube, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, and uh, uh, you can find it under the artist named Grandma. Uh, G-R-A-N-D-M-A, as you'd spell Grandma. Um, I'm also on uh, Instagram and Twitter, at ATL Grandma. Uh, other than that, um, Joseph Arthur and I have some exciting songs to, for, for the world to hear, I think. Um and uh very exciting i'm super excited about them i'm as excited about those as i am about my own solo record and my solo record is it's fire have they been mastered yet or um no they haven't it's the last step and uh neil pogue shout out neil pogue he might mix one of downtown life right yeah that's the plan that's the that's the plan um cool yeah man thank you so much for coming on liam thank you aka grandma Awesome. Much respect, much love. Awesome. And uh, Ehud, thank you. Yeah, Ehud, thank you so Sorry much. Sorry I yelled at both of you guys for looking at your phones. <laughs> I'm okay. uptight about that this kind is of thing. I, this is why I pull out my phone. I'd okay. like to thank all our supporters. Oh, word up. In the United States, the UK, France, Canada, Spain, Australia, South Africa, Thailand, Denmark. Damn. And the Isle of Jersey, which Boom. is the largest the largest of the channel islands thank you for listening thanks and for supporting and supporting thanks everybody uh yeah um follow me on instagram at joseph underscore arthur and we'll see you next time on uh come to where i'm from see you next time folks bye that's cool. flew by that? that's about the, that's about the right size Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.